0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin
1: Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be
0: in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute grand spot. Christianizing the American tree. Your hands are the carriers of the DNA for prosperity, increase. Abundance, wealth, and favor. Sawing is a blessing from God
1: to make you rich. Treating Jesus me. like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. the been very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with me. I'm asking you to
0: brush your hair. we sharply, that's what God commanded <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 119. I'm your host, Norm, The Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So, again, The Master's Dog is a podcast where I deal with false teachings, false doctrine, false teachers, false Christ, false churches. If it's an attack upon the, the truth of God's word or God's truth, then as the John Calvin quote at the beginning of the introduction says, I bark, and so this podcast has been one I've been doing for a while. Started out as Faith and Beliefs Refuted, just dealing with the Saints Unscripted uh, segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs, where they started talking about uh, explaining the articles of faith of the LDS Church. I said, you know what? I want to respond to those, show how they don't show line up with biblical Christianity. And then later down the road, I expanded that to dealing with all kinds of false teachers that has stemmed uh, a weekly podcast called the false teacher of the week, which I've finally caught up with on that. And we're we're getting there. We're getting to the point where I'm all caught up on all these podcasts that I've been behind on. Again, I apologize. I had dental surgery, um, an implant getting ready to put in and I'm without a tooth for a couple of months now um, waiting for that tooth to to get made and put in and the swelling and all that stuff technical stuff you don't need to hear um but so uh i've been out of commission for a couple of weeks but here i am and now i'm catching up so uh we are going to jump into this episode i just did one uh, probably hopefully you watched it a little while ago and um i'm going to continue on with the, this episode where david is going to talk about uh, seemingly a contradiction or or an issue with part of the Book of Mormon and um, historical issues in the, in the Smith family. So all that being said, we will let David go ahead and start telling us about this. And as we always do, we will respond and talk about it as he goes. So here we go. Here's David.
1: Hey, guys. So when you learn something new, you start with... The basics. But usually you're aware in your mind that once you master the basics, there will be more complex things to learn in the future. Why does everything have to be so complicated? In a past episode, we talked about a framework that can help us move from simplicity through complexity to the settled simplicity on the other side of complexity. And if this sounds new to you, go watch this episode where we talked all about it. This process applies to human relationships.
0: Okay, so. This, uh, the, the reason I titled this episode uh, A Lesson in Willful Ignorance is because this is exactly what this whole complexity and blah, blah, blah is telling you to do. It's, it's telling you to be just willfully ignore um, the issues that come up because they're kind of complex and, and they can't really be explained away. But we don't want you to leave the church and we don't want you to think okay. it's false or anything like that. So basically just ignore it. Get over it. Um, believe us when we tell you that everything we say is true, and Joseph was a prophet, and blah, 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 the trance-like uh, testimonies that are given, and uh, just go with it. So that's what this whole thing
1: is. ...chips, math, cooking, art, writing, and even religion. In another past episode, we explored an example of complexity in the text of the Bible... Today I'm going to introduce you to a bit of complexity within the Book of Mormon and church history and we'll look at some ways we might be able to work through it. Let's Okay, so again, this is this is basically them saying, well,
0: it's not really a big deal if there's issues with this and and you know, we told you that we don't believe the Bible's right, so we can find these little things that hopefully I explained well enough in the last video. To make you understand that and systematic theology and stuff like that, but now it's like he's going to go. Well, you know, there might be these little issues with the Book of Mormon that make it really seem like Joseph Smith didn't translate it, but it was all written from him and his own creation, his imagination, and so on. Um, but just ignore it. Ignore it. It's 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 not that it's not that big a deal. It's complex, and so just just let it go and and stick with the simplicity of what we tell you to believe basically everything that he's going to try to do
1: all right let's jump right in within the 531 page book of mormon there are a few pages where nephi describes and interprets a dream that his father lehi had of the tree of life you know the one the great spacious building the iron rod mists of darkness etc if you haven't read it go check out first nephi chapters 8 and 11 as it turns out in about 1811 when joseph smith was
0: i've read it It's really confusing and I mean the the explanation that I've received of it yeah it's it's just weird just really
1: weird was about five years old, his father Joseph Smith Sr. apparently had a dream that was extremely similar to the dream described in 1st Nephi. If you'd like, feel free to pause here to read the account of his dream. If you're familiar with Lehi's dream, you'll notice a variety of pretty obvious parallels. Some critics point to this and draw the conclusion that Joseph Smith simply made up Lehi's dream, basing it on Joseph Sr.'s dream. The wider argument being that therefore the Book of Mormon must be false. If this is the route you wanna go, you can. But let's dig into the history here and look at what options are on the table. While Joseph Sr. apparently had this dream in about 1811, before the Book of Mormon was published, the only record of it that we have is from the mid-1840s in the book History of Joseph Smith by his mother, by Lucy Max Smith, written long after the Book of Mormon was published, that I am aware of, nobody else in the Smith family even so much as mentions this dream. Ever. Never Ever?
0: Never, ever, ever. Never, never, ever, ever, ever for never, ever. <sighs> never, ever, never, never,
1: never, ever. Technically, it wasn't even.
0: Again, remember why they put those little cartoon clips and stuff like that. It's to, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily a reductio ad absurdum, but it, it is to to bring an absurdity into the um the the conversation. To make it seem less of a weighty topic is essentially what it is. It's, it's definitely a psychological thing that they do
1: even Lucy who physically wrote the book. It was her scribes, Martha and Howard Corey. So based on the available evidence, we're not reading what Joseph Sr. said about his dream. We're reading what Lucy's scribes wrote that Lucy said about her husband's dream at a time when Joseph Sr. wasn't around to verify its accuracy. Joseph Sr. died in 1840, while Lucy's book wasn't written until between 1844 and 1845, when Lucy would have been about 70 years old. We also also don't know when Joseph Sr. told Lucy about this dream. It could have been the morning after it happened more than 30 years prior in 1811, or we could have read First Nephi 8 years later and said, hey Lucy, this sort of reminds me of a dream I once had. We don't know how accurate Lucy's recollection was, how accurate Joseph Senior's recollection was, or how true the chorus' final product was to Lucy's original recollection. Speaking generally, it's also important to recognize that the production of history of Joseph Smith by his mother is not as simple as we'd like to sometimes think. Church archivist Sherilyn Howcroft argues that the complex history behind this book should cause historians to begin using Lucy's history with caution. Her history was shaped by memory and recitation, as well as several personal documents that were, as Lucy stated, adapted to my purpose.
0: So basically, everybody just got thrown under the bus um, to cast doubt upon all of this. Um, He's just going to – I mean we're – here, Here's the thing, in order to defend LDS scripture, generally somebody's getting thrown under the bus, whether it's the uh, printer or the somebody, you know, the scribes, the this, the that, whatever, Oliver Cowdery, blah, 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 and again, here's the thing, is you, you cannot... You can't claim that Oliver Cowdery made mistakes or Emma or anyone else who was a scribe for Joseph as he was translating because of the manner in which they said that the words did not disappear from the rock until they were written down correctly. God would know if it was written down correctly and then the words disappeared from the seer stone and Joseph's hat that was on his face and blah, 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 blah. Right? So you can't blame the scribe. So it has to be the printer. Had to be made all the mistakes that had to be changed were all the fault of the printer. So somebody's getting thrown under the bus in every aspect of this.
1: Lucy's history is the result of complex and somewhat unknown processes that historical sources do not explicate. The history was far from the result of a simple narration. For example, Lucy recalls that her husband had a total of seven significant dreams, five of which are included in the published text. There's one of them, not the Lehi's dream one, a different one, that switches from third-person to first-person narrative. And so you have to ask yourself, Who's telling telling these visions? visions. Is it Joseph Smith Sr., or Or is it Lucy Max Max Smith? When When we have have that flipping of third person person to first person, person, you become very very much aware that there's a filter here, here, and and the filter is Lucy. There's There's a sense that as much as we want to believe that this is kind of an authentic experience of Joseph Smith Sr., You've, You've got, got that filter, filter of Lucy there. there. And, and for someone, someone recalling someone else's dream, Lucy's description sure is full of an incredible, incredible amount, amount of detail, detail and, and language that is oddly similar to the Book of Mormon. For example, one line from Lucy's description, description says, It was the, the pure love of God, shed, love of God shed abroad in the hearts of all those who, who love him. him. This, this sounds oddly similar, similar to 1 Nephi 11 22. It is the love of God which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. While some might wonder if Joseph Sr.'s dream influenced, the text of the Book of Mormon, it's also totally valid to wonder if it was really the text of the Book of Mormon influencing Lucy's recollection of Joseph Sr.'s dream. Well, well, well. How the turntables. But as much as we'd like to, we just don't have all the pieces of the puzzle here. There's some ambiguity. Welcome to the world of complexity. When people run into this information, usually they go for one of the following three conclusions. Option 1, Lucy's recollection of Joseph Sr.'s dream is accurate, and Joseph Jr. just made up Lehi's dream based on Joseph Sr.'s dream. This route is popular among critics of our faith. Option 2, Lucy's recollection is accurate, and the two men simply had similar dreams. It can happen. Nephi and the apostle John both saw the same vision. When ancient prophets were called, many of them shared similar visions of God on his throne. You could go that route. And then there's option three. Lucy's recollection is questionable, and it's probably an example of the Book of Mormon influencing the record of this dream, instead of the dream influencing the Book of Mormon. Personally, I think option three makes the most sense, but I'm obviously biased and you're certainly free to grapple with this complexity and come to your own conclusions. As you do so, feel free to check out the resources in the description for more info on this topic and have a great day. All right, so
0: let's break this down a little bit. So here's the reality. I have no problem expecting and from what I've What I've learned in research and and reading and stuff like that, I have no problem suspecting that after Joseph wrote the Book of Mormon and put all this stuff down, that his dad, being the the character that he was, I mean, uh, con man, passed it on to Joseph Smith, money digging, all the things that were involved in that, looked at this and went, oh, you know what, I'm a prophet too. And I've had these dreams and I had these dreams long before this book was written and blah, 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 trying to take it for himself, some of the glory and, and, and elevate himself to this place or that Lucy elevated posthumously, uh, Joseph Smith senior to this place. I have no problem with either one of those. I have no problem with that. The reality is, it ne- the, the dream never happened because Le- Lehi didn't exist. Is not everything in the Book of Mormon is a fabrication of Joseph Smith's imagination. Bottom line, and that's where all the evidence leads. If you are truly looking at evidence and things that, about the Book of Mormon, and I've said this before and I know it's offensive, but to believe in something that cannot be proven or hasn't been proven, we can call that Faith. But to believe in something that has mountains of evidence built up against it, that's sheer stupidity. And there is a ton of evidence showing that the Book of Mormon was a fabrication, it's plagiarized, it is imagined, It is none of it is true from the the concept of the way that it was translated to the way that it was written supposedly and the fact that the the plates were taken away by an angel to heaven or somewhere uh, re-hidden and we have none of that. All of that, all of that just builds upon the evidence that the Book of Mormon is false, it is, it is not true. And so, yes, Lehi's dream is a lie. Joseph Smith Sr.'s dream is probably a lie. It's just one lie fabricated and, and, and twisted into another, and it's the riddle wrapped in an enigma, uh, blah, 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 blah. Right? That's the bottom line of all of this. All of this stands or falls on whether or not the Book of Mormon can be proven to be true or not and that's the same thing i mean the bible falls into the same criticism but we have thousands upon thousands of ancient manuscripts do we have the originals no but we have thousands of of copies of the originals through throughout history that we can look at and compare and come to the point where we can go and we have archaeology and all these other things that go yes the things that the bible talks about we can find and we can prove and 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 it's true none of that for the book of mormon there's well this possibly could be and we've found this and and this but this really isn't this and but yet all these other massive things that we should be finding evidence of huge Battles of millions of people in upstate New York and blah, 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 that we should find evidence of where there's none. Zero. And then the whole issue, you know, DNA, all the things, everything that has been done to show that the Book of Mormon is a fabrication, a figment of Joseph Smith's imagination, a, a very brilliant, imaginative young man who, who made all this up and got caught up in his own con And carried it out to his own death. There you have. So again. It it doesn't matter. If Joseph's dad had the dream. Or whatever. Because Lehi never had the dream. Because Lehi never was. And that's the bottom line. So there you go, guys. Episode 119. Hopefully you found this helpful. Um, Again, please like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff so we can continue to see more and more uh, subscribers added to this podcast and and continue to do what it is God has called us to do, and that is to uh, defend, to be the the dog that barks when God's truth is attacked, and to share the gospel as much as possible. And in that, please... Preach the gospel at all times. Use words, because they are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.